Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to IGN UK podcast number 296. My name's Gav Murphy and today I'm joined by... Snake! <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Down already. Okay. It was about and to happen. It was such a good idea. Big Boss! Okay. If you're going with Snake, I have to go with, some, to go with something. We are, of course, talking about Metal Gear this week. Alex, you've just been playing it. We've got these funny hands. Yeah. We've just been having a great conversation about how you, one would get one up each other's ass if you were but to. yeah I have been playing the game <laughs> yes um, now I've I've scraped the surface yeah. uh, I am currently 2% into the game which is not very far yeah I'd be a little um, bit worried if you were already further than that though yeah, that would mean yeah, you would yeah, be yeah. playing it yeah. a so, lot yeah especially because you've got two emails you haven't answered so. yeah <laughs> and two kids I think as well on top of that doesn't help two hungry kids <laughs> <laughs> but so it only came out yesterday so I've literally had a few hours playing it and um it's so far it's really really good um i'm going to talk about the prologue briefly okay lots of people have been talking about it yes. it is like out there kind of stuff yeah some of it we've seen already uh, around the phantom pain reveal gosh yeah I know, however many years that was yeah a lot of that is lifted from the prologue excellent um and kind of basically what happens from Ground Zeroes to Phantom Pain in the, the years between. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping it as generic as possible for people who haven't played it. That's fine. But there is some bits in there that I would love for anybody to make sense. Maybe it will make sense further like further into the game. But yeah. there's... Like, this is not massive spoilers, but there's a giant flaming whale. Excellent. Amazing. That kind of goes through the sky. And this big fiery dude who rides a unicorn. Well, yeah, that sounds amazing. obvious. <laughs> see, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> the whale is Konami. <laughs> being a huge obstacle. Well, this is one of the things I'm kind of afraid of is because I'm in the group of people who have been watching YouTube videos about the backstories, trying yeah. to catch up yeah, with yeah. all these games. And then uh, all I hear people talking about the prologue is that it is batshit crazy, that yeah. it is just absolute insanity. And people who are big fans of the, the series still don't quite know what is going on. No, but I think that's... Apparently, the prologue is kind of more old Abstract, Metal Gear. Like, okay. right. And then you get into the game and it's a bit kind of like the new generation. Because it, you know, awesome. it's, it's kind of, it serves as a, a bit of a, um, a tutorial for the game, yeah. so teaching you, because a lot of it's sneaking you're in hospital that's not a massive spoiler yeah uh, and you've got to escape um, so it serves a bit of a tutorial and then you basically you're given the world to go and explore but cool. the thing I love Sounds about cool. it is um, if you've played either Ground Zeroes which I absolutely loved I know a lot of people didn't because it's short but I, I just nah. don't think they played it properly yeah. quite frankly but it's there's so much to this game it's not just like here's your objective here you are, go and do it. I was saying to Rory earlier, it's like, well, there's your objective. Nothing else. That's right. that's what it gives you. And it's like, okay. And like, 
so you start riding towards it on your horse and then it's like holy shit there's a, a patrol coming up and you don't yeah. see them so you can either duck down on the side of your horse and the horse trots along and they think <laughs> oh there's nobody on it yeah. or you can get off and it is, again it's just a full world to kind of explore and do yeah. whatever you yeah. want I like um, that that's kind of why I know we keep talking about it but we've been playing heist together and that's kind of what I really like about heist like you can just do not whatever you want, but you can do it in well, there's an the way that you want you need to do it. Exactly, to do it, yeah. But, but then you do it in the way that you yeah. want to do it. I think that's awesome. It's something that's becoming a little bit more outdated. Like I think for a while, games are really into hand-holding. Yeah. And people really enjoyed if, you know, you'd get a mission and there would be a constant arrow pointing, telling you which way to go. Yeah, yeah. And now it feels like sandbox is really coming back and people really enjoy having this like open world where anything they want is possible, where they can yeah. do one object objective through like 17 different ways. Yeah. So I think that's cool. They're bringing it into Metal Gear. And the other thing that's kind of cool about it is that, uh, like the first mission proper is that I think there's five or six objectives. And obviously there are core objectives yeah. that you, you've got to do to finish it. Like yeah. Find someone. But then there are other uh, secondary objectives which you don't know what they are. Right. But, um, and I've stumbled across a couple of them just by exploring the world. But it's basically resource and stuff like that which you then ship back to Mother Base, which is a whole new kind of meta game. Oh, the balloon thing. The Fulton yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, and again, uh, uh, if you play Peace Walker, you'll be familiar with it. Yeah. But like, it makes you think like, like shooting people, like killing people is not really an option yeah. if you want to have a successful mother base. Yeah. Because everybody that you fought them back to base improves your ability yeah, to yeah. R&D new tech and blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. And it is, literally is this, like, you've got one eye on, right, I've got to shoot that guy or take that guy out. Yeah. But one of the missions I had to do was, like, I was supposed to eliminate the, uh, like, this Spesnap. I can't say it. You can never Spetsnaz. say it. Spetsnaz. Is that how you say it? Spetsnaz. Anyway, yeah. a bad dude. <laughs> Um, the baddie and well I thought well if I kill him that's the end of it yeah. so instead uh, tranquilised him he was surrounded by bad guys but I managed to get him out into the middle of the open faulted him back and he's currently in the brig back at mother base yeah but you'll come round <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a really really good soldier so right. if he's on my side it will improve my defences at mother base but can he come round yes okay well if it's anything like Peace Walker yes but so what are you doing to make him come round Actually, no, I haven't. Not, not that pissing on him. <laughs> little, da little dancers. <laughs> you started off by peeing on him, and then bit, every day you well, stop peeing on him less, and you're finally not peeing on him. the brig, and if I remember rightly with Peace Walker, I think it's like a matter of time until we brainwash them. I okay, think. Right. But well, again, nice. like, I haven't got that far. So not peeing on them. No pee. There might be that option. Okay. Um, but then again, maybe Snake's got a bionic yeah. penis, and he doesn't, maybe he pisses oil. don't know. I, oh. I, I like, like where's that appendage or that lubricant yeah. that, that would have been great that's a typo on the console yeah. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it again <laughs> I barely was able to do it in the unboxing Molly <laughs> um, anyway I quite yeah. like like the stuff that we're seeing like I've seen loads of like just animated gifs and little videos and stuff and because of the way the world is set up people are getting these cool little stories of their own yeah. like I saw uh, Eric Sapp who's like our graphics guy in the US like he posted this awesome little video of like he called in for some supplies and he was just standing there waiting for it he's just sort of looking at his horse and he's like okay cool and the supply just drops on his son the horse's head <laughs> horse is dead <laughs> but that's cool right he's just like shit in any other game that would fall down and kind of move to the side exactly, and it'll yeah, be alright yeah. it's like nope horse is dead it's the same like yeah. you know if you pull in the call in the helicopter it's like well you're you're mm. standing where I'm trying to land it's like get out of the way yeah. which is cool I've, the other, I've seen some really sorry. I've seen really good stuff with a helicopter. With I'm not not sure if you can do it on uh, the console versions, but you can put 
custom sound your own music into oh, yeah, the no, game. Oh yeah, you can. Yep, so that's can, so cool. Yeah, so I've seen like loads of people's uh, helicopter music being like different things. Well, that, which is well, really good. you can certainly equip loudspeakers. Right. Okay. Um, I'm currently the, yeah. I'm currently R and Ding loudspeakers for right. my helicopter. Well, what, what, what the, music the, would you guys <laughs> put in if you had to choose like one track to be your your helicopter music? What would you put in? Well, if, if going in, yeah. it'd have to be Ride of the Valkyries. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Ride of the Valkyries would be amazing. No, I think it, like, you probably, I'd have, and I had this, before, like, I made an awesome little video of, like, it happened to me when I was playing Bloodborne. Yeah. Like, my Spotify came on, and uh, it was War, Why Can't We Be Friends? It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, as a helicopter's coming down, I was like, Why Can't We Be Friends? <laughs> that would be, that'd be amazing, actually. Yeah. That'd be pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, and then the last thing that I think is really, really cool from my brief playtime with it is the yeah. crossover with um, Ground Zeroes. Mm. So um, any kind of progress or data that you've done within Ground Zeroes right. pulls across, so you can upload your data. Oh, cool. So in one of the missions, you get to rescue uh, a VIP in Ground Zeroes. Yeah. turns out it's Kojima, because right. you see him on the helicopter. Yeah. And now I've got Kojima <clears throat> working in my R&D department on Mother Base. And of course, his stats are like through the roof. So right. <laughs> you get like a, a kind of uh, a leg up um, so is it, is it worth if you haven't if you're going to go into it playing Ground Zeroes before well like if you look at the I don't know I've got about 15 guys on Mother Base at the minute yeah. uh, all kind of D or E ranks across the board whereas like Kojima on R&D is like A plus right you want that man developing yeah that's a good point yeah. what would happen can you not rescue him can he die well, you can fail the mission, but you can go back and try it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know it's not real, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I need you to tell me you know it's not real. I thought the little hands and everything, I thought it was also real. <laughs> What'd you get these with, anyway? Like, I just seen one on my desk, and I didn't know where it was from. <laughs> you did open the box. <laughs> I did open the box. Like, what is that version? Is it like a collector's edition? It's or something? collector's yeah. edition, yeah. 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 I didn't know you could take off the stand, though. That's kind of cool. Why? Because you can actually affix it to your body. I already did. I already did that. See, I put it up my sleeve I know it's supposed to be half size but it's probably about the same size as my daughter's arm she would look cool it's going into school tomorrow <laughs> with a bionic <laughs> arm so it's actually the same size as my and cock. an eye patch it's the oh. same size as your cock is it is it so I think that's about right does yours have fingers on the <laughs> end <laughs> yeah I don't think many people would buy like you something that. from District 9 well, I saw those people because I saw your unboxing video I didn't. I still didn't look at what it was but I saw, oh, the, nice. I saw the comments on it and the comments were like I can't believe the arm's not the same size as an arm it's like I can't believe it's like not one to one scale what, what, what are you going to do with a giant arm oh, well probably <laughs> lop off your existing one and stick it on oh, I was, it, well, they said it was scaled down um, I actually thought it was going to be bigger than this because, like, during the unboxing, I it was, like, like four it. scale. I, I put it up cool. to my own arm. And uh, and it's yeah. half size. But I, have, I have huge hands, though. I have monster hands. Maybe I that's, that's why it's so Like, the hands do look small. But anyway, like, yeah. one last thing. What do you uh, want? And I think the thing <laughs> that is kind of probably going to uh, pitch up to me, because I think if you look at uh, Metal Gear 3, um, the bosses in that were incredible. Yeah. The the bad guys in Metal Gear 4, whether you like Metal Gear 4 or not, um, awesome. the bad guys were still amazing. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen of the the kind of bad dudes in outside of the ordinary soldiers, again, no spoilers. Yeah. Really, really, really cool. Yeah. Like, Kojima knows his shit, man. Yeah, I can't wait to play it properly. Um, I, oh, I love it. I remember one boss battle I was playing on the GameCube one, and I forget who <clears throat> the boss was I was playing against, but they essentially were able to predict your movements. Psychomantis. Yeah, and the yeah. only way you were Corey. able to, to beat him was to change the controller slots 
Like you had to unplug your yeah. controller and put it in a different port. So I like that how you talk like, about this as if it's like not the thing that everybody talks about. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never heard anyone gear. else talk about it. What? That's why. Like, that's that's, that's that, the biggest Metal Gear moment ever. Yeah. Oh, it was it. That's okay. what I like about you, Rory. What? Like stupidity. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah. mas- mas- no, stupidity masquerading as beautifulness. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> but you, like, the, the it's a passion. And yeah, I know exactly. It's beauty. Absolute beauty. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, look. Did you pick up Metal Gear? Uh, not you. Not you. You already got it. But uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you picked up Metal Gear, yeah. let us know what you think. And what's the coolest thing you've done? If you got the collection, what's the funniest thing you've done with this hand? Keep it PG. Probably not maybe. photos. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, (laughs) IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Excellent. So this week's tip top. Tip top. Um, You're you're up first. I am. So Uh, With a piece of Murray Mint news. With Bill Murray news, yeah. So this week he's been chatting about his little cameo. So he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters movie as a cameo. We don't quite know what he's going to be, whether or not he's going to be even playing like him, you know, the character that he's been been playing. So, or is he going to be playing something completely different? We don't know. It's but be a ghost. That'd be really good. <laughs> and they've got to zap him. They've yeah. got to bust him. Yeah. But he's not going to be wearing a proton pack. Right. So you've got to think kind of maybe sad. he's not. There was a rumor going around that he was would be playing a psychic that's trying to disprove the current Ghostbusters, like those crew. That's well, good. I, just, I, up before. I think it's going to be a reasonably... It is in the same universe. But he's not playing... No, I understand that. But that would be weird if it's in the same universe and... Ghostbusters New York or whatever you want to call it are yeah. doing their thing over here it'd be weird for him to play somebody different unless he's completely unrecognisable yeah maybe. give him a little beard yeah, yeah. like Sorted. that's the thing like maybe he's going to be a monster or a demon or something like that like because they, they haven't said what he's going to be yeah like, um, but he's, he's, he was talking to Vulture I think about his new film and uh, he said it actually said really cool so about whether or not he was going to appear in Ghostbusters at all he said I thought about it for a very long time like many many months I was seriously thinking about this for years so this is about like Bok not actually being in Ghostbusters if there was ever be a Ghostbusters yeah. Yeah. it kept eating at me and I really respect and I really respect those girls and then I started to feel like if I didn't do this this movie maybe somebody would write a bad review or something thinking there was some sort of disapproval on his part ah. so the reason for him doing the cameo is he didn't really want to come back to Ghostbusters but he has so much faith and he really likes the people doing you know, yeah. the new project that he just thought well people are just going to be like oh yeah the reason Bill Murray's not in it is because really? he's going to be shit yeah I don't I think, think anyone would have said that oh, I, don't, I don't know man I'm just, I think the internet would have totally said that exactly you'd really? be like see Bill Murray brought in nothing to do with it Whereas well he like, hasn't he said yeah. nothing of the sort exactly. he hasn't yeah. exactly been in the best films recently though like what what was the one that he was in the, his last film uh, he was in that film where he played someone's neighbour. Yeah. It was quite good. Was it? I mean, if it didn't have Bill Murray in it. <laughs> That's not a good testament. If it didn't, if it didn't have Bill, Bill Murray in it, it would be shit. Although oh, he, I he, thought you were going to say it would be good. He was oh, okay. in Monuments Men, and that was like, if I hadn't have been at the premiere, that I probably would have walked out because that is one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Really? And he's in that. Oh, yeah, that's not good. But yeah, so I'm quite excited to see Bill Murray yeah. in anything, oh, absolutely. even in shit films like Monument. It's going to be hard to beat the um, Zombie Land. Oh uh, yeah, Zombie Land is that yeah. the right? T- yeah, 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 Zombie yeah, Land yeah, yeah. Uh, appearance. That That's was a really still good like cameo. the hands down greatest cameo ever. And if people have never seen Zombieland, you just wrecked it for I've just ruined it. So, that's so what? What's the statute of limitations? Uh, yeah. Exactly. I that's been out for right. a very long time. Okay. Alex, what's your tip top? Uh, well, it's, it's both happy and sad okay. and a little bit kind of bloody. So but Hannibal finished this week. Okay. Uh, season three. Like, finished for good, actually, because yeah. obviously um, it's not being renewed. No. 
Well, at the minute, who knows whether it will be picked up. That's kind of stopping me from getting into Hannibal a little bit. So have you not seen anything? I've seen the first three episodes. I, I liked it. You should absolutely watch them. Yeah. Because it is, like, incredible television. Okay. Like, unlike anything else. Like, I'm astounded with some of the stuff they get away really? with. Really? Like, it's horrific. <laughs> it's properly horrific and gruesome and... You're not exactly selling it to... No, but, like, that's... Is there a narrative? So or is it just me. weird, like, <laughs> <laughs> beatings but, but, and... But you're watching a TV program about yeah. a cannibal and, like, the, the inner kind of... Well, the dark thinkings that goes on between him and and it's not he's not just the only bad guy again no spoilers but you know there's a lot more to it than just right, yeah. good guy chasing bad guy yeah. way more to it than that and this finale like the finales like season one was, was good season two was like epic but yeah. season three was just like holy shit really um, so there is like a conclusion like a, a solid conclusion or does it kind of linger on for future yeah. seasons See, this is what stopped me from getting Ooh, into it. See. Because I did the same thing with Deadwood, and Deadwood ends... A lot of people say that Deadwood ends, like, cuts off really well. It does not. <laughs> Deadwood ends on, like, this cool bit where something cool happens, a new character comes into it, and you're like, sweet, this is going to be good. Nothing. Ever again. Nothing. So it's like, mm. So this is what stopped me from getting so, into Hannibal. Uh, it's a cliffhanger. Okay. Aww. Oh, man. Quite literally. Oh. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I really, really want to watch it because I, I like that thing. Like, it could, it could finish there. Okay, but it equally couldn't. Yeah. But you, that was the same as season two, though. Did they know when they were making this series that they were going to end? I don't think they did. I thought okay, that was. Right. That, I thought it was thought a bit like, of an abrupt. Like we right, were, yeah. No, but we like there was at least a couple of episodes out there when uh, right okay. it came out. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. And plus, so, they probably would have been making it with the intention of it going somewhere else anyway. I suppose. Yeah, and like I say, like with season two, it could have quite easily finished at the end of season two and that would have been it yeah so it made made kind of perfect sense and depending where like if they would have stopped this episode at a certain point you'd have thought that's it yeah but then something right at the very end you go <sighs> did he eat someone? might have convinced me you should totally watch it I think you're gonna go, like, go you, to you it, would yeah. love it okay because it's Gillian Anderson's in it right yeah Does she, and she basically plays Scully is that right no. Oh, I've been given false information. <laughs> oh, well. Because I'm really into the X-Files at the moment. Someone was like, oh, you should watch it. Gillian Anderson's in. She's basically playing Scully. Wait, well, it's, it's the same person. But like, <laughs> I don't think the characters have much in common. Right, personally. okay, yeah. Um, is it on Netflix? Or how would no, I I don't think it, it is. How are you watching it? Is it on, what, on TV? It's just been on telly, yeah. Yeah, I can't, uh, it's on one of the skies. I can't remember. <laughs> well, I can't remember. It's in the sky. Yeah. Just look for it's, it. It's, it's in the clouds. On, it's on Sky Go. So, but I don't okay. know what channel, okay. whether it's Atlantic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. I think I have you Sky. watch it. I'm going to check it out. Um, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, see what you think. Awesome. Like, Creeper got me into it. Yeah. But, like, you know, everything from the, the production to, like, the, um, the audio is incredible. Right. It is a bit wanky. It's quite good. I'm going for it. Like sound effects, like you get when he's biting into it's people. Like, yeah. Oh, well, that was, yeah, was no, no, thing, no, no. Like, like you know the noise they make in the adverts when the people eat Pringles? Yeah. And it's like that. It's, it's not. I didn't mean that. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like. No, you know, it's, <laughs> I know. But that's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, it's like uh, Silent Hill. The yeah. soundtrack for Silent Hill was just the kind of like <clears throat> oh, right. grating noises. And yeah, just like, yeah. Ugh. 
all kind of one of the reasons stuff. I stopped watching it was because I just hated Lawrence Fishburne in it it seemed like his main thing to be was just like he was only in it so Hannibal could invite him around and feed him bits of human and be like oh how are you enjoying your chicken it's like it's human it's totally human chuckle, we know chuckle. it's human it's not funny anymore he's been around it every like how many times he eat he's a cannibal <laughs> yeah I know that but everything I've, he eats is human I know that cannibals but, can eat other things than our but just human. having, well, but just having oh, Lawrence okay. Fishburne around there like he's had, had Lawrence Fishburne around his house for dinner all dinner the time guests. <laughs> not just Larry Fishburne like, exclusive to him <laughs> alright well I'll have a go then <laughs> Rory what's your tip top the next news? bit of tip top news is the Halo 5 opening cinematic now this was just released this also week also known as the new SSX game yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Spartan SSX yeah um I, I know some people have a problem with cinematic trailers because it can kind of give like a false impression of what the game's going to be like. But, no. we've, but we've seen so yeah, much but footage. But you know what Halo's <laughs> exactly. going to be. <laughs> we've seen so much footage from like what the game's going to be like that I'm totally okay with the cinematic trailer now. It's just upped my hype but levels. It is, and it's like... It's going to be nothing like the game. Well, they did kind of include some of the game's mechanics like in the animations they were like, running yes, and shooting using the jetpack yeah. and slamming down and using some of the cool but in terms of the like pacing and oh the yeah it's gonna be way slower if you just slowed so that fast. trailer by 50% yeah. it would have been an accurate representation because, of Halo like, this used to happen to me to, with Halo all the time where I'd be like oh my god it's gonna be so good and then I went just play and just like oh no you're just running around shooting people and, and also well, like jumping good. really slowly yeah um, <laughs> it's anything happening with Bioshock Infinite though like you watch all the like story and stuff and all the trailers for that I was like oh this is going to be amazing then you start playing oh, and it's yeah. like yeah it's just a shooter yeah. I'm running around shooting people constantly yeah. like, Bioshock Infinite was better than the original Bioshock though I thought because mm, I've both on a part I think I, I um, stopped playing Bioshock because I was killing so many splices yeah I think that's what they were called yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Infinite I finished Okay. Just because the, the the world was incredible. Yeah, that's the thing. The world's incredible. You start looking around, and just like, nope, gotta kill these guys now. Did you not like the the whole like setup and backstory of Rapture? And yeah, I loved it. But like, if I they found made it, like, it. That is true. Towards like, the end, you are just running around killing. Exactly. Them it's just like if it was a third short set, I would have. Okay. Yeah. Well, I never completed it, so I was just like go. got the the initial like love yeah. blinded by the ideas. Yeah, Rapture yeah. was incredible. Yeah. It was insane idea. But yeah. anyway, back to Halo Five. Like, what do you guys feel? Did it not kind of spark up any excitements for the franchise? I know no. I, you guys are primarily Nothing. PlayStation fans. Not Gav's staring so, daggers into me right now. So it's not true. Like, I'd be well up for it, but it's just, like, I thought, look, it was a good trailer. But I'm not like, hell yeah, I need to buy Halo. I totally am. I got really excited. <laughs> you were like that before that this trailer. Though. Yeah, but now it's like just reignited the, the Halo fire. Now I feel like that more. Yeah, exactly. Even nah. crazier. Uh, I'm I'm so on board. I can't wait. It'd be for interesting Halo 5. to see like how it because obviously this is showing off like uh, the Spartans and Spartan Lock and stuff like that. Yeah. See, see if it feels any different from like playing Master Chief, for example, or whether it is just the same I game it won't. that's reskinned. Well, because obviously you'd be playing as like uh, Lock and Master Chief, yeah. and I assume it's just going to be maybe a different visor vision. It's going to probably right. going to be very similar mechanics. But like that's, you wouldn't even notice. But yeah, that, that, but that cinematic made it feel like it was running at the pace of Call of Duty, where it's like bang, 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 real oh, yeah. quick. And that's not how Halo unfolds. No, it's not. The, the other problem, and it's a personal thing, like I just I find the alien character design just a bit weak really yeah well there's variety especially oh. now with you've got the the prometheans who are kind of the ancient uh they look quite race. cool actually yeah they're they're the ones that kind of like glow orange and they're, right. they're like these ancient um defenders of the universe they're 
really, really cool. And like the way when they killed, they kind of dissolve and like just erase from the universe. Like they're mm. pretty interesting. I know you, people can get tired of um, the Covenant and those, you know, the the guys with the energy swords. And Whatever happens to the Flood? The Flood? Oh, don't trip me on this. I played all the Halos and I've already forgotten pretty much everything. That's because the sword doesn't matter in Halo. It's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> like, weird. Well, no, it mattered in four. It stuff. mattered in four. Four had a great story. I don't think you guys played it, but it had a fantastic story and everyone really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm everyone. This, that's why everyone. That's a fact, sir. That's, that's sweet a fact. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be great. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm. I like that you're excited by it. Like your passion excites me. I think Gav's passion is me. Yeah, and then it is. my passions are just everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> just feed off Maybe each other. should just be your tip top every week. It's just Rory. Rory. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, so my, uh, my next tip top is I just finished Silicon Valley season two. Did you guys watch that? Nope. You should. And this is why you should watch it. Okay. What's you, what are you going to say? It's got the guy in it that I love. Uh, <laughs> I just turned my phone off as well, so I can't Google it. It's got a man. It's got a man. <laughs> Which guy do you love? Crazy. He appears in Jake and Amir videos, because that's where I know him from. But okay. then I also... Oh, gosh, he's going to love him. Is he the main guy in Silicon Valley? Uh, I don't think so. Thomas Middleditch. Dude, I don't know his name. You don't know Tom- <laughs> oh. <laughs> That sounds like you've just made it up. No, it's a real person. Yeah, again, I don't know who he plays but, Yeah, I, I've been watching... I was a huge fan of the first series. Um, and if, if you don't know what it is, it's basically about this uh, bunch of like nerds who leave this huge tech company to start their own little startup in yeah. Silicon Valley. And it's yeah. basically like... The actual thing that they're doing... I was explaining to my girlfriend last night. And like, you know when you... Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. He's, he's the main guy. Yeah. Oh, he is the main yeah, guy. he's the main guy. Oh, wow, that's um, awesome. I was explaining to her last night. She was like, oh, what are you, what? we were on the plane back from holidays. She's like, oh, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, uh, Silicon Valley. Um, and she was like, oh, what's it about? I was like, oh, it's about this uh, like tech startup people. And uh, she was like, oh, wh- what's the company that they're running? What do they do? I was like, they have discovered a form of compression that's lossless, and they're trying to like make that into a platform. She's looking at me going... That's a comedy show. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that is a hard sell, right it there. A, it is a hard like, if you're sell. Right, if you were writing for a TV listings bag, yeah. it's like, oh my God. That's but the kind of thing would go over so many people's heads and yeah. then like Bear Park would hear it and be like, lossless compression, <laughs> yeah. that's a good one. Like, but that's the thing, up, like, 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 <laughs> it kind of, I, I really respect the fact that it's not like, you know, they're, they're not basically trying to, oh, we're not making a new phone or something yeah. like that. They didn't make they, an app or yeah, something. Yeah, they're doing something super, super specific. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and that's like kind of, uh, sh- that's kind of like the ethos of the entire show. Like, they're not stupid. It's not like Big Bang Theory where like the, the the sort of punchline to a joke will be like Oculus Rift or virtual reality or something like that. They talk about things that we know about because we're nerds, but in a really like interesting way or just mm. exactly like we would talk about it. Yeah, right. it's, it's not just like the butt of the joke is we're nerds. It's like, no, we're nerds and this is our world and right. this is the stuff it sounds it. really cool. It's a show I've been meaning okay. to get in for a while, but I didn't actually know the yeah. like the the narrative. It sounds it's, really cool. It's super funny. The soundtrack is really really good. So it's Mike Judge, the guy who did Beavis and Butthead. Um, but forget that he did. It's more like Office Space, which he also did, and that's really really good. Cool. And it kind of feels like that, and uh, all the characters in there are just really really good. The through line story of the second season was a bit weak because like basically what's happening every episode is you have like Hooli who are like basically like Google and they're like who or everyone used to work for and then they, they left them yeah. but you have this like weird sort of mental guy who's running the company right. and he's like dogging them at every turn and basically he's trying to like make his own lossless compression and stuff like that throughout the thing <laughs> but then I know it sounds mental but then, <laughs> every, but then the thing with a season two the only rubbish thing was every episode it seemed like 
something else would happen and it wasn't just like them trying to work towards something it was like they it would be an episode and then it'd be like oh there's a new problem now right and then just like bombardment yeah and like- i kind of like felt like i kind of it, it got a bit sort of much after the end because it was like they're just dealing with new problems every single episode and i kind of want them to just get on with it and i want the actual funny bits in the storyline to be them dealing with what they're meant to be doing which is creating this lossless compression thing yeah is this lossless compression over two whole episodes uh, sorry, seasons. Yeah, that's what they're doing. So the whole premise is just lossless compression. Right. It's not well, a whole it's premise. Obviously, though. the characters <laughs> and the adventure. It's not just them at a computer. No, no, no. Like, they've come up with this idea, and it's them basically going, right, what are we going to do with this idea? Like, they're trying to right. make it into a company, basically. So okay. that's kind of where they're going with it. So, but I know it's a hard set. How, um, how would this finish for you in a satisfactory mm-hmm. way? Would they actually invent lossless compression, and that's it, everyone's happy, and off they go? Well, they kind of have, oh. but it's just basically they don't have a way of implementing it into like a platform or something like that. So people are trying oh to buy that. Oh, you know what would be, you know be, be the coolest Imagine thing? Imagine trying to explain this to someone that you want to have sex with, because <laughs> that's, that's what I was doing with my girlfriend. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm never having sex ever again. <laughs> the coolest thing would be when it's like globally accepted, that's like the last episode and it's streamed in lossless uh, compression yeah. like you can watch it super high quality that'll be good like 8k or something if you're like again it's not real well that's true well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to find out whether or not i know like i maybe haven't done the best way of Pitch. explaining it but if you if you google um like uh silicon valley like dick algorithm on youtube uh in the final episode of season one they basically have given up on everything yeah and <clears throat> they have to present this big pitch to this like room of like thousands of people yeah and they're just like we're never gonna do it like even if we gave everybody in the room hand jobs like that that's the only way we could possibly like get this pitch through and they're like well we couldn't even do that feasibly and one person's and one they're all nerds like maths nerds yeah. they're all like well, actually, how many people are there? And they start working out. And it's this amazing scene where they all work out how they could give a hand job to right. the entire room in a certain amount of time. And it's just really funny. Okay. It's, 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 so, right. it's basically what the show does perfectly. Okay. Not very Big um, Bang Theory at all. It's not at all. No. Big Bang Theory is a pile of balls. But right. it's really good. Well, the last item on the tip-top list for this week's podcast is the McDonald's are doing all-day breakfasts. What? Yes, so this is actually going to be only in the U.S. originally, but <gasps> as of October, you'll okay. be able to get your McMuffins at night, people. Imagine it. Imagine Wait, well, what, it's, not, it's, not coming, it's not coming to the U.K.? I don't think so. Not originally. It's launching in the U.S. Oh, okay, to start. Right, yeah. um, so, and then maybe widespread. Yeah. And that doesn't bother me because the breakfast items at McDonald's are my least favorite. What I would rather no. have is a quarter pounder with cheese at 7 a.m. This is it. I want the reverse. I, I want not. my McMuffins at <clears throat> night and my, my quarter pounders at right. 7 in the morning. You've, you've gone insane. Um, <laughs> this is the, the chaotic like, world. A, a McDonald's breakfast when you're hungover and no, you have you, to travel somewhere is really good. You've mm. got to have proper sausage, proper bacon. Not like. But if you have to travel, this is the thing, if you have to travel somewhere. Like, you're on the road. You're you on the your road. Yeah, I only ever eat McDonald's. Ash brown. Like I can only like I've 
because I'm a fat guy, I have horrible guilt after eating McDonald's, like fat person guilt. Oh God, I when, don't. If I eat, <laughs> if I eat it, then like two, I'll think about it for the next four days. Like, really, you fat piece of shit, you fucking had a McDonald's. Like yeah, like I have that all the time. But I'm bigger than you, so I've, I've had to deal with this my whole life. But um, <laughs> but so the way that I can trick my brain into it being okay is being like, oh, you're traveling. It's okay. It's like what sat on a train? No, no, no. Like if driving, I'm traveling yeah. somewhere, if I'm going like on a road I, trip. I, or I, I get like you. I get in the morning. Like, you know, you right. gotta you like, gotta go to the airport for like a seven a.m. flight. You're yeah. like kind of hungry, but you don't know what to do. Exactly. I'll just yeah, like yeah. go through drive through, get a McMuffin, get a hash. It's the same like when we were coming road, back from like, when we were coming back from Gamescom. Yeah. We were just like, I would never buy Burger King, but me, you, Krupa, Luke, like, we, and Beer Park all walked past Burger King, and Krupa kind of looked and was just like, <laughs> none of us wanted to say. We were all kind of like looking over. Like, oh yeah, we should probably get some food, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, oh, what's there? Oh, this schnitzel. Or, I mean, there is a Burger King. And everyone's like, yeah, I guess let's have a look around first at Burger King. And then Kruber was just like, does everyone just want to go to Burger King? Because I really do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was after like four like, days of like port knuckling. Exactly, yeah. Like um, like, uh, but I think like ex-smokers do as well. Like you see a lot of like, uh, it's my friends who used to smoke will smoke when they're on holiday and they'll be like, oh, I'm allowed to smoke, I'm on holiday. That's an awful idea. It's, it's a crazy idea. Insane. But yeah. like, I, I know so many people who do it and it's the same with but, like... But that's like, I'm allowed to eat my doors, I'm driving. <laughs> no, no, no. It's almost like, because I'm traveling. But like, then, do you do that? You must do that when you're on holiday though. You'd be like, I'm eating whatever I want, I'm on holiday. Yeah. But cigarettes yeah. are a bit different. Cigarettes are different. Surely right? that's like an you alcoholic being all, like, I'm on ever. holiday, gonna have some tequila. <laughs> like, that's fine, guys. I don't think it's don't it's, it's, like it's close. Drugs it's like, yeah, heroin, meth, yeah, yeah, yeah. things <laughs> on the table, yeah. I'm in Turkey with the family, I'll just shoot up here in the hallway. It's fine, it's fine. All right, well. Yeah. So why is that your tip top? Because it's amazing. Who doesn't yeah. want it? I already expressed my my wants for a McMuffin. Okay. Look, I don't. The only time <laughs> the only time I don't want a McDonald's breakfast is in the morning. Ironically, right? Because I'm always, I never get up early enough, and I always feel sick when I get up in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> Are you pregnant? <laughs> Rory. I did Google it at one point. I was like. Am I pregnant? <laughs> I love you, Rory. I googled morning sickness because I was like, is <laughs> what did you think was going to come up? I thought I don't know. There's morning like, sickness in men. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know it was a thing in in pregnant women at the start. What? So I was like morning sickness, and I googled it. And I was like morning sickness <laughs> symptoms, and I was like, oh, I must have this. And I clicked down. It's like you're pregnant, and I was like, you don't didn't think know I morning have this. sickness was the thing? No. Like how long ago was this? I was like the other day, <laughs> like sixteen. So I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on. We'll just let's move on. Breeze past that. All right. We're moving on this week to shit shop. <laughs> We've had the tip top. Now it's time for the shit shop. Um, so my first one is, I guess, kind of serious. So serious hats on everyone. So the author. Uh, Oh God! What's his name? Anthony, Anthony Horowitz. Horowitz. Yeah, yeah. Um, was quoted, and I saw it absolutely kicking off yesterday on Twitter. I was on my way home from yeah. holiday. Basically, said um, that everyone is everyone's talking about who's going to be the next James Bond, and this guy uh, Anthony Horowitz, who like writes all the James Bond books now. I love Anthony Horowitz. He's really, like one yeah. of my favorite authors. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he said that he didn't want Idris Elba, who is front runner in everyone's kind of mind. Everyone's kind of decided that should be the next James Bond. Didn't want him to play James Bond because he said he was too street. Now, people kicked off with this because basically saying that that was like veiled racism. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying like, no, like two street meaning black. It's like when, you know, racists say uh, urban and then said what they actually want to say is black people. Yeah. Um, and people kicked off with this. 
But actually, if you go back and read the article, what he's actually saying is he's talking about like the you know James Bond is like suave and you know that's the kind of person that he wants to play it. and he goes on to name uh, Adrian Lester who uh, is a black guy and was in Hustle yeah. and he was like if like that's actually his main thing he's not saying like it wasn't even talking about race at the time right. he named Adrian Lester and then when people said oh what about Idris Elba he's like no he's a bit too street for me um, but taken out of context you right, know that's right, all people right, hear it's completely like, been yeah. taken out of context though because instead of people I saw people uh, people articles from people like absolutely lambasting him calling him a racist who didn't even mention Adrian Lester really like, people, that's outrageous people literally haven't even read the article they've wow. read a tweet or they've read something else two street and they've gone right I'm writing my opinion piece on this yeah, yeah. yeah. like whether or not it's veiled racism I don't kind of know like to me it's more like classism that he's yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. doing because yeah. and I think like it, I mean he's wrong because you know Idris Elba's a like actor I was going to say he's an actor like, yes. <laughs> you know he's played you know Norse god so he can play yeah, James exactly. Bond that's, I mean, that's wrong. But I think the thing that really annoyed me when I kind of looked at it, because I was like, two street. I was like, that's ridiculous. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Read the article, which actually Duncan Jones, um, the director, had tweeted an article going, guys, I don't know why everyone's kicking off about it. He said this, like, which is classist, but yeah. he's not a racist. Like, yeah. He's not saying that he doesn't want a black person to play James Bond. Yeah. What he is saying is that particular black person, he doesn't think is good, which is, I think that's fine, really. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. But nobody has said this. Like, it kind of annoyed just, me. It's just the nature of the internet, you know? They yeah. like to latch on to things. And it's obviously, you know, if someone reads that, that's the headline that they're going to promote. That's the yeah. word they're going to spread. And it just snowballs and gets completely out of proportion. Because I was the exact same as you. I saw that statement. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that's not okay. That's very offensive. But then, yeah. of course, then you read the full article and you realize that in the correct context, um, you know, there was no, it wasn't a malicious no, thought says, at all. It was... Yeah, for me, Idris Elba is a bit too rough to play the part. It's not a color issue. I think he's probably a bit too street for Bond. Is it, is it a question of being suave? Yes. Yeah. So there we are. But um, yeah, like you said, I'm pretty sure he could be, he could play suave. Yeah. But hey. But that I thought was a bit of a shit shop. Yeah. Now, did you include this next point? Uh, I didn't. I did. Uh, that's you, good. You yeah. included it and you put my name next to it. Because I think it's something we need to discuss. I didn't want to talk about it. Well, that's what you said in the morning <laughs> meeting. <laughs> you said in the morning meeting you didn't want to talk about it, so you knew I was going to put it in the podcast. So, so secretly, I think you I didn't do know want I was going to be on the podcast. So, Rory, you had a, uh, a tattoo done uh, yeah. at, at Notting yeah. Hill Carnival. I did. Of course, you did. I did. It is not a real tattoo. I feel yeah. like we should clarify that immediately. Um, Why is it still on your arm? Notting Hill Carnival it was won't last come off. Week. I've tried. It's coming <laughs> off a bit at the bottom. Okay, so, so some, some people are just listening to this, so no, maybe Sunday. you want to describe, describe it. it. Um, so I was at Notting Hill Carnival on Sunday. First time ever going. Describe Apparently, what it looks like. It once. <laughs> the tattoo says, uh, every can counts. <laughs> it's got little recycling arrows where they all lead See? to the next arrow. It's a message with meaning. I like that. Yeah. So wh- how I was getting did some you good looks by- at the gym. People were like, hey... Uh, that bro's responsible. <laughs> he seems caring for the environment. Explain how you came to have this. Uh, oh, so you haven't actually heard. No. Because right, I didn't tell you. Um, so at the event, there basically, there were people promoting recycling, as, okay. you, can, as you can tell. So uh, in one of the streets, they were giving away these green bags. And the whole idea was that if you um, pick up three cans and put them in the green bag, then you can go to this stall and get a free can. Which a is beer. Like, yeah, which okay. was like amazing. So we're like, yeah, we're totally going to do this. Uh, most people were just going around and picking up cans from the street and putting them in the bag. We all just decided to just drink three cans and then put them in the bags because we didn't want to. That's nice. Yeah. So we're being still recycling. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think by the, the point time was we just to help clear up the bigger environment rather yeah. than just your own mess. Though. Right. Hey. Right. Well, I am a part of the bigger mess. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but the whole point being by the time we finished the three cans we were quite far up the the carnival so then we had to go all the way back down we kind of got lost oh my god more cans were had in the process <laughs> so by the time we actually got to the the booth we had bags full of cans <laughs> um we were all a little bit drunk and I kind of went up and the whole idea is that you get a tattoo about recycling, fake tattoo, and uh, and then you get to show it and you get your free can. That's okay. like the whole idea. Um, I was quite drunk at the time. How many so free I, cans did you get? Um, I got two because right. we had, we, so we had a whole lot. I was in a group tattoos? as well, so we all had like... Have you got another one? Somewhere? No, I only got, I only got <laughs> right. one tattoo. <laughs> you don't want to know what the other one is. Um, so I was quite drunk when I went up to the booth. So I think you're supposed to get them on like your hand and your forearm. And I was like, I want it on my bicep. So I got like a tattoo on my bicep and got a free can and- It's and quite big. And it's not coming off. It's quite bad. No. So no how, what do they put it on with? Uh, like an uh, ink pen. Like they just went in and out of my skin really fast. What? Yeah. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big tattoo. They put it on with water in there. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Cost me 20 quid as well. It's a real tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious though if you just like, oh yeah, like you just get this like fake tattoo and it's actually turned out to be a real tattoo. <laughs> well, that was the worst part was that the next morning when I woke up, I kind of like leaned over and there was 0.5 of a second where I had forgot that I had gotten the tattoo. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my, it's fine, it's fine. Like freaked out and then just calmed right down. Awesome. Uh, and now I just live with it. It's just part of who I am now. I'm yeah, feeling, I feel like I'm doing my part for the environment. I'm spreading well, like the message. Four days, five days after the event, still there, still looking strong. It's, I know. Well, it's only going to get gnarlier as well. It's going to start peeling and, and looking just like. Just have a shower, man. Mesh. Nah. Nah. No. <laughs> I'm trying to keep that exactly carnival scent going, that party atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Glad we talked about that. It, sure it looks terrible. So. <laughs> um, get, get something else. Okay. Uh, next bit of <laughs> shit shop news. Uh, Andrew Garfield this week um, in promoting his new film, 99 Homes, I think, which actually looks really good. Uh, he's been talking about playing Spider-Man and how he's not Spider-Man anymore. He's been talking a lot about it recently. Um, yeah. And he's saying, well, I guess like everyone's going to be asking him about Spider-Man. It's yeah. the first film since then. Uh, first film since Spider-Man that he's got, everyone's going to be talking about it, which yeah. is a bit of a drag for him, I'm sure, because the film actually looks really, really good. Right. Um, I really want to see it. But uh, yeah, he said a bunch of stuff. Like one of the things basically saying like, you know, he, did, he said like not necessarily that Amazing Spider-Man 2 needed saving, but he was like, I just wasn't the person to save that particular yeah. Spider-Man. Um, well, he said he was one of the people that was campaigning for it to be, yeah. have the rights go back to Marvel and yeah. have it included in the mm. cinematic universe. But exactly, I personally, yeah. I love Andrew Garfield. I think he did a fantastic job. I'm one of the people that really enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man, both of those, those films. I, I enjoyed him, but the films are poor. I think I like it. Him. Especially the second one. Yeah. And I went it was a bit the, messy. Uh, it was a bit of a terrible, messy yeah. film. Terrible. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's I not. Like it. It's just. I did. It's not fun. Like he as Spider Man is brilliant. Yeah, I don't. Right, I don't right. think you could cast. There's uh, nobody in my mind that you could cast a be better Spider Man yeah. than him. Yeah. I thought his Peter Parker wasn't very good, but that's not his fault really because he's too hot to play Peter Parker. You think so? I think. Yeah, he's way too hot to play Peter Parker. Well, he's just about cool. Tobey Maguire. But also, like, yeah, Tobey Maguire's not hot. That's good. But like, in he's in, attractive in his own way. I don't what? think so. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire looks like he's been hit with a shovel. <laughs> Um, but uh, <laughs> Poor he, Toby. he played a really good Spider-Man I thought Andrew Garfield but you know he's, his Peter Parker was just a little bit too cool mm. yeah. but uh, he talked about like you know being in Spider-Man like in the expectations almost a bit like being in prison um, but this is a really cool thing about talking to him about like pressure to get Spider-Man right he said the pressure to get it right to please everybody is just not going to happen you end up pleasing no one or everyone just a little bit like yeah that was good Ma now 
like they're saying about like films being mass market. He says, we want 50-year-old white men to love it, gay teenagers to love it, bigot homophobes in mi- middle America to love it, 11-year-old girls to love it. He said, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Fair and he's just like, <laughs> and he just said, you know, it, he didn't know it at the time, but the job was beyond him completely. Right. Um, and yeah, Spider-Man, he said it's actually a really cool thing, which actually makes sense. Is like, and it's something that is really integral to like the Peter Parker character. He creates this symbol that is way above anything anybody would have expected. Like yeah. he creates Spider-Man yeah. and that's what Spider-Man is in real life as well. Spider-Man is Spider-Man and it's not Andrew Garfield. It's just this character who everybody has their own ideas of what it is. Yeah. And that's what it is. And he was like, he just unfortunately wasn't the person to bring in. That's quite sad. I mean, yeah, it is really I think, sad. Um, if he hadn't been cast in The Amazing Spider-Man, he easily could have... Because imagine if he was in the Marvel Universe. Oh, man, you know, that's what I was just thinking. Like, imagine yeah. him yeah. like playing off like Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. Oh, that would have been fantastic. I don't know about Tom Holland. I, yeah. like, he could be equally fantastic. Like, we haven't really... Well, I haven't yeah. really seen a lot of his work yet. So, um, I'm still excited for it. I'm going to go I'm, still, ex- I'm no. still excited for it, but I think there's always going to be that thing in the back of your head. Like, I mean, I, it, not to the point where I would let it get to me like the way that people have let Edgar Wright leave in Ant- Ant-Man. Yeah. But, like, I think it'll always be in the back of my head when you're playing be like imagine because like it, you know if Civil War is going to be how we think it is it's going to spend a lot of time in the Spidey suit yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's not going to be him like like tooling around as Peter Parker a lot it's going to be a lot in the Spidey suit and you think yeah. that would have been perfect for Andrew Garfield because he would have been in yeah. the Spidey suit all the but, time you know like we said yeah. we don't know what the, this guy's take is going to be exactly of course um, the last piece of sad news. Really sad. Like, really, really sad. So, uh, on Monday, uh, Wes Craven died. Oh. Which is really, really sad. Um, How old was he? Uh, he wasn't that old. He wasn't old yeah. enough that he should be dead. Yeah. Um, but he was, like, super ill. Um, and... Did you watch any Wes Craven films on Bank Holiday Monday? To, did you show your daughters I was gonna say, Nightmare on Elm Street for the first was, time? Yeah. Well, firstly, I've only got one daughter. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't watch any no, of those Rory Jr. is a boy, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched Scream uh, with a bunch of friends. I was on holiday in France, so we decided to Scream's watch Scream. Yeah. And you forget just how really good that is. Yeah. Like, but also... Like in my head, like Scream is really funny, but I think I confuse Scream with Scary, scary movie, movie quite a lot. Yeah, I've done that before as well. <laughs> but Scream is a funny is a funny film. But then, yeah. like that opening sequence of Drew Barrymore, like that is brutal. Yeah, like absolutely brutal. And we were watching it uh, in this like house in the middle of like south of France with no other houses around us for miles. Yeah, and a huge storm just overhead. Like we had to actually stop oh, watching God. the film because like lightning was like hitting like two miles away and stuff like that. So we had right. to turn all the lights off and stuff. You're freaking out. Yeah, really <laughs> freaking out. But like like the world and stuff that he built there, I haven't watched the Scream TV show, but I can't imagine it's as good. No. Um, but it's hard like, to live up to that. But like, remember like Nightmare, like Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, so do you know I've never seen Nightmare <gasps> on Elm Street? Really? I, wow. I'm not a big horror fan. But, but still, that's a pretty no, essential. Yeah. Yeah. We should do something with that. Like, there's so many. There's a couple of people on the like on the team. Actually, we should do something. Maybe like a feature or something like that. Like, not even classics, but like you know, I have never or something like that. Because like, Krupp has never seen a Fast and Furious film, which really does my head in. I've never seen it either. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. You would love them. You <laughs> would, would love I? them, you yeah. You totally love them. I generally think the last three Fast and Furious films are better than most Marvel films. And I've said that on the podcast so many times and I get shit for it every single time. <laughs> and I don't care, I will keep I, saying it. I think that's quite a bold statement. That is quite honest. a bold statement. Really? Yeah. But think about like the wor- like you know, the rubbish Marvel films like Thor 2. Oh, I know. Right. But like, so let's put it into... Con- they're better than uh, some of the mid-tier Marvel films. What did I say? 
I think you said most of the Marvel films. No, okay, I meant like the, 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 the like a lot of the Marvel films. Okay, but like, a lot of the Marvel films, like Cap- the first Captain America, like all of Fast and Furious. I, like I wasn't a huge fan five, of Cap Two. I honest. did you like Fast and Furious? Blasphemy. Five and six and seven though. You've uh, seen seven yet of you? No, I've seen them all. Yeah. You've seen seven? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Did um, you like them better than Captain America Two? But do you know yeah, you did. You just don't want to. You don't want to say no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm right. trying to remember which one was which. Um, like, who were the bad guys? So it was Statham in seven. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was the dude from Lord of the Rings in six. Yeah. Sauron. So who was five? Oh, it was that was when the Rock was just. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They are the most ridiculous films you will ever see. But ever. really good fun. Yeah. Do you know? I, I think part of the problem is is that I think. Um, Vin Diesel kind of over him a little bit yeah. now his shtick he's got to be getting no, old right he's amazing <laughs> right. I, I, like, I like The Rock in them The Rock's, the Rock's cool. brilliant though. but also the fact that Paul Walker's not around anymore is yeah, like, really I don't know how on earth they can continue without him because he like he mm. was most of the other people that are in it are idiots whereas he was like likeable I can't believe it over Vin Diesel Vin Diesel, like, his Facebook. There was a time where I would check his Facebook before I check my work emails. Not when I work. I think you don't. You talk <laughs> about this, yeah. His Facebook is just incredible. It's just, like, videos of him just dancing. He does not give a shit. Like, it's just a man who just point. doesn't care. He just, this is like a video of him dancing to a Katy Perry song. But, like, he doesn't just dance to a little bit of it. Oh, no, 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 no. He danced the entire thing. And you see him, like, walking up to his computer, pressing play on iTunes, then, like, walking back so he's in the frame of the camera. Oh. And he's just, like, dancing for the entire thing. Then he walks back up. He presses off. So he doesn't edit. He doesn't it. edit at all. He sticks it up. <laughs> Sometimes he does edit, and he puts like text and stuff on things. Right. But he uses like I don't know, like Movie Maker or something like that to do it. But it's so funny. But anyway, it's, the kind, about- of, it's the kind of thing that I would expect him to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, all my dancing videos. Know, I, know I know how trim to the start and beginning. Yes, I will. Well, not apart from the one that we uh, we popped up on yeah. the site. Well. You- which one? No, we didn't actually. Oh, okay. yeah. But, but, talking about the I mean, ice cream let's go back to Wes Craven. Yeah. <laughs> let's go back to Wes Craven. Sorry. Yes. Um, but yeah, well, Wes, Wes Craven, like, I don't know, he's responsible for a lot of my sleepless nights as a kid. And I think, like... <laughs> Like well no because it's like I watch like, so much it's, like, it's a funny way of phrasing it. It is because Jimmy Savile too. Like, oh. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we had some uh, just a, a quick email from uh, Goji Gonzalez who says, "Gav, I think we killed Wes Craven with all our shit talking on Scream Four. Uh oh." So last week I was talking about how Scream Four isn't very good. And you almost killed Harrison Ford as well. You need to be careful. My words have almost well almost <laughs> killed Harrison Ford and now killed Wes Craven. So. Wow. Yeah, by putting this out, who's next? I don't know. Hopefully not Vin Diesel. So God. did Wes Craven do all of the screams? No. Oh, okay. So you were just oh, criticizing so. Scream 4. Yeah, but I guess it's a thing. Maybe check that. Let's check that. Like, Scream 1 was good. I literally couldn't tell you about any of the other screams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed me- like, like, I know what you did last summer. All those kind of films came out around the same time. It was like, ugh. I kind of know the screams like, really well for some reason. I don't know why. I think I just thought they were really, really cool because it was like for me is one of the first things I can remember talking about films within films. Yeah, like, like I was a massive film nerd, so like them referencing because I was really into Friday Thirteenth and them director re- Wes Craven directing them all. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he, well, he did, he did, um, he did four. Yeah, um, but just them talking about Friday Thirteenth inside Scream as if something else. Like for me, it was like the first time I can remember that kind of stuff happening. Like a really right. meta um, idea. That's cool. And if you watch that. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street, which is about them making Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, making a Nightmare on Elm Street, that's just incredible. Like, where's Craven's new nightmare? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
that's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And it's just like, when you watch that now, so many, even watching stuff like Entourage and things like that, like they're taking stuff directly from that. Like they're completely influenced by that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, that's huge. And Wes Craven knew that. He did direct Aww. all of them. He did direct all of them. Yeah. Excellent. There you go. Good on him. I'm sorry I slagged off screen four and killed you, sir. You bastard. I know. Sometimes. Um, should we go on some other feedback then? Yes. So Scott Zeal uh, writes in from rugby in England. Yes. <coughs> saying uh, when one of the most recent Resident Evil, Evil films came out. Oh, so like, this is about what we're talking about. It's uh, about, uh, Walking Out. Yeah, we talked about films last week walks, about. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Have you ever walked out of a film? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so most recent Resident Evil film came out. My friend and I bought tickets for a different film because we weren't 18, but they snuck into Resident Evil to see it. It was the first horror film I've ever watched, bar scary stuff in video games. And once the lights went down... Video games aren't films, so it still is. is. (laughs) Just let me finish the story. (laughs) Once the lights went down, the whole atmosphere and terror got to us. After 40-odd minutes, we both felt incredibly embarrassed and left. (gasps) So they didn't walk out because they were shit, they walked out because they were scared. They walked out because they were shitting themselves. Of a Resident Evil film as well, which surely isn't scary. No, they're not. But I don't know how old uh, Scott is. I think he's 11 well, this he month. He said he wasn't 18, so now he must be 18, <laughs> the time. Then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first kind of horror film you saw? Scream 3. Was it? Generally, yeah. I snuck in to see Scream 3. Uh, does Alien count as a horror film? Mm, yeah, I guess it's pretty so. horrific. Yeah, Alien like, does. I remember, totally does, like, yeah. my dad showed me that when I was, I don't know, 13. I was, like, having, in the cinema? No, 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 no. Oh, right, no, no, yeah. I, I had a day off sick, and uh, he got a laser disc player, and he got Alien right. for it, and not much else. Yeah. So he popped that on, and it's just like, holy shit, like his chest burst are coming out. Yeah, like, that's not good. Great. You've got a like, sore stomach, and you're like, <clears throat> yeah. oh, this could be you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's like, what yeah, you got no. to do on your sick days? I had to watch educational TV. Really? No, scream, yeah. no scream, really? Yeah. Scream 3, in the cinema, that was the first horror film that I remember seeing in the cinema. If you don't count Terminator 2, which so my I dad think, took me I to I think see. it was Scream 1 for me. Yeah. Because I haven't seen that many horror films. Yeah. Because yeah. you're afraid of them. Or? It's just not my thing. Yeah. Hmm. Rory? I, Yours is going to be like Scary Movie 4 or something like that, isn't it? I, I'm trying to... I never really saw a lot of horror films in the cinema, because I think I was one of those people that was always too afraid to say that I was really afraid at horror films so I was like let's go see a comedy like come on guys I think think like the first one I remember seeing that really scared me was maybe The Grudge oh yeah that's really scary and it's just like oh really scary yeah like kind of watching through your eyes or you'd like yawn and put your your fingers in your ears yeah like I was freaking out well The Grudge does that really awesome thing where like it it takes well, the original does. I can't remember the the remake, but the original takes the thing of like you know when you're a kid and you're afraid and you pull the sheet up over your head. Yeah. Well, the grudge is an amazing thing with that. Where like she can hear this like yeah ah, noise, pulls the sheet up over her head. It doesn't make a difference because the kid is underneath the sheet. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's just like, so don't all right, you just you your safe sh- haven away from me now. Why don't you put your shirt up and you look down and they're like coming up? Like there's no escape. Blue Asian dude <laughs> inside your thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's scary. All right, Dane McDowell writes in on the subject of film walkouts the first film I ever walked out on was The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor oh my god I enjoyed the first one quite a lot and went in quite optimistic thinking it can't be as bad as The Mummy Returns well <laughs> yeah the exact moment I walked out was when the ugly CGI Jet Li turned into an ugly CGI dragon dreadful dreadful stuff that's Dane from Australia yeah that's pretty bad there that is go. bad uh, Kevin McGinley from Glasgow says 
Hi guys, oh, the only film I can remember walking out of was Year One starring Jack Black. The film was so bad that I had fallen asleep about 10 minutes in and my girlfriend woke me up about halfway through because we were the only two people left in the cinema. I also wanted to walk out of Bruno, but we were there with another couple who wanted to stay. He goes on about couples and his and girlfriends quite a lot. All right, dude, we get yeah, it. Yeah, right, jeez. Right? <laughs> yeah, Year One is awful. I, don't, I, don't, I think I watched that on uh, DVD and I never finished it. I don't think I've ever walked out of a film at the cinema. I'm sure I have, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I was saying last week, basically, I, I was very, very close to walking out of Trainwreck. Right. Because it's awful. Just that bad? Um, but I like, because I, I fell asleep during a massive portion of Sin City, but that's because I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's not Sin City. That's not Sin City's fault. That's good. Yeah, but I've never seen it since. Really? Yeah, it was quite slow, quite boring. I like it. But you think you would have walked out? No, I just was tired. I've fallen, <laughs> I've fallen asleep a bunch of times. I fell asleep during Man of Steel for a good long while. Avatar, the same thing as well, yeah. I fell asleep in Age of Ultron, but it was the second time I saw it. Right. So okay. I thought I'd seen it. Just can do it. So uh, Doug Frittatus writes in from Texas. Awesome. Uh, the only movie I walked out of is Shanghai Nights. <laughs> The girl I was with, he's got a girlfriend as well, Jesus. Jan. Jesus. <laughs> what a bored by the guys. Film, and I wasn't so impressed that I wanted to stick around. Fair enough. That's all right. Short and sweet. Yeah. That's Shanghai fine. Nights. Look, you've got to realise, if you're going to go and see a film like that, then it's your own fault. It's quite probably going to be shit. <laughs> yes. And if you're going to waste 10 quid a ticket or whatever it might be, then I have no sense. The thing is, like, we forget that we have the nice thing of being in London because, yeah. you know, we have cinemas everywhere with, like, five, six films on. Whereas, like, where I went to uni in Aberystwyth, that was one, there was two cinemas there, but one actual cinema. There was one art centre. Right. And, like, sometimes you get, like, Van Helsing for two weeks. Right. And, like, you're going to, you know, if you really like going to the cinema, you're going to end up seeing every single thing that that cinema yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, there was a period of, from, like, 2003 to 2006 or seven when I was at uni, I saw everything that was yeah. out because... I just, I was just like, I really like going to the cinema. I was like, oh, Van Helsing's on for two weeks. Yeah. Better go see that, man. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Van Helsing. It's I awful. remember don't. being, well, but I remember at the time before it came out going, I really want to see yeah, Van Helsing. Yeah, it's a cool idea. And then, yeah, don't yeah. bother. Oh, wow. Rory, you got number five? I do have number five. What's this uh, about? This is from Andrew Smith, and he says, Hello, This is guys. about something else, though. This is about, it's on a new subject. Oh, do we not this, want to do this, this one? Yeah, yeah, but it's, just tell them what it's about first. This is about cinema <laughs> etiquette. Etiquette. Oh, Eti- etiquette. Sake. Etiquette. <laughs> etiquette. So this is last week. Hello, Rory. guys. I enjoyed. No, no, no. Let's, let's set it up. I thought you would do it, but you couldn't even say one of the words etiquette. in the subject. So um, I basically, <laughs> this is about one of what we were talking about last week um, on the subject of people being awful in cinemas. Yes. Um, and Cinema I, etiquette. I, to- we I told a really horrible story about me in Scream Four, which ended up killing Wes Craven. This is what that's about. Hello, guys. I enjoyed Gav's story about the bell end who's being a parasite at his <laughs> cinema. Whew. This has come loaded. Yeah. Me and my friend went to see Straight Outta Compton on Friday after hearing great things from America and some potential Oscar buzz. It's a bit too street, isn't it? <laughs> uh, unfortunately the film was ruined by the rest of the cinema everyone was talking on their phones shouting stuff because they think they're funny what do you think cinemas t- should do to stop this I think they should have an usher at each screening to make sure that everything is alright it would also make it easier for people to find someone to report the problem to unfortunately this probably won't happen because they're too busy employing people to sell popcorn instead cheers love the show I think that, I, I think they should have a, an usher there, but I think there should be like a zero tolerance policy. Yeah, like they should be shot. Yeah, I think it literally like <laughs> snipers like, on the balconies and yeah, yeah. But I think like an actual thing that should I think it should be a zero tolerance policy. I think like it should be treated like 
like people getting barred from pubs, I think. Yeah. Like if you're a dick and you like you don't stop being a dick, yeah. like you're not allowed to go to that cinema anymore. Yeah. I think well, they do it with um um theater. They have ushers, you know, help yeah. people in their seats and you know if there's any disturbances they're there to like take people out, quiet people down. I guess theater is yeah, a lot more expensive. Yeah, I was say the margins, profit margins. Well, I guess here yeah. it's more expensive. Yeah, not, not on the coast of Northern Ireland. No, I guess not. But like, it's really hard. Like, I worked in a cinema for four days, um, and at that point, there were ushers in there. You had to like actually say, you actually had to show people to their seats. Is when people did that. So people, yeah. I think then people were like, oh, okay this is a real deal. It's like when yeah. cinema was actually, like for me, it's like when I was a kid, like going to the cinema was huge. Yeah. Like a massive, massive thing. Whereas now people just do it anyway. Yeah. Bored on the weekend. Like it's an actual yeah. thing that they just do all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was that one cinema, I think it was in America, that they hired people to get dressed up in Morph suits. Morph suits, black yeah. morph suits, and just like hide in the in the cinema. So when people were like talking on their phones, they would just like sneak up behind right. them and tell them to go shh. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I, I always had an issue with that because I, like I have a zero tolerance poly and I will get involved and go up to people and take their phones off them and stuff like that. But We are, yeah. But I kind of stopped doing like really mental stuff because it was disrupting it for other people then as well. Yeah. And a lot of time people were just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, I had to explain to people and they were like, shut up and sit down. Yeah. Um, whereas I think if someone in a morph suit came up behind them and said like, turn your phone off, then they would be screaming and you'd be looking around and be like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. I think that is yeah. probably Don't worse. do that for horror films. Yeah, that would exactly. be terrifying. Checking your phone. No. Like the glow is just like, yeah. put it away. I actually, I had an argument, another argument, a lot of stuff happens to me in the cinema, I don't know why. I just attract it, but I was at a press screening of, um, uh, what's Edgar Wright's last film that he did? The, uh, you know, The World's End. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And there was a guy and his girlfriend sitting next to me who worked for, well he works for, like quite a well-known film magazine in the UK. It's not a film. Um, is it the other one? It's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's quite well, he's quite well known in like that sort of thing. And he was there was a, his girlfriend was sitting next to me, and I could just see like the film started, and she was on a BlackBerry. And I was like, oh god! So I let it go for a bit. I thought maybe it's like an important email or something. It's not an excuse. And I was like, oh sorry, could you just not do that? And she was like, oh, I need to, I need to take this email. I was like, oh, can you go out in the foyer then? Because your things are distracting. She was like, it's really important. I'm sorry, it's really important. She's like getting shirty with me. I was like, if it's that important, go out on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy, yeah. the guy sort of, you know, I was like, no way is he going to be on his side. Like, he's, as someone who writes for a very well known film yeah. magazine, yeah. you've got to be on my side with this. And he was so, and he's like, what? He's like, why, why, why are you having a go? I was like, she's on her Blackberry. And I was thinking, you know, tell her to get outside. I was like, can you please go outside? And he was just like, just chill out, man. And I was like, it's nothing, not about being chill. Yeah. What are you talking about? I was like, I've had four beers. I'm playing these chill. <laughs> um, so you nutted him. Yeah. Smashed the black but, like, They just couldn't see why I was having a go. Yeah. And she was like, she made a big thing of going like, oh, fine, I'm switching it off then. And I was like, yeah, good. Well, well done. done. Should have done, <laughs> done that when the film started. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a really good one. It's from Kerry James. And this is, uh, this is the last point we've got on bad cinema experiences. And he also wanted to point out the last time his name was pronounced Seri... Uh, it's pronounced like Kerry. He said, "No hard feelings, chaps. It's just Welsh." And I believe it was it was Luke who read it out. <gasps> Wasn't even me. Faux Luke. Exactly. Um, but anyway, hey guys, after hearing Gav's bad cinema experience, I thought I'd share my dismal experience while watching the Born Legacy at a cinema in Swansea with my wife. 
We decided to life. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to get the 7 p.m. show in so we wouldn't wouldn't be home late as we both had work the next day. Shortly after the film had started, we began to hear this guy talking to his mate. He thought he was whispering, but I can assure you he wasn't because he was smashed out of his face and talking loads. <laughs> oh, no. People began to give the odd shush, to which he, ra- he loudly replied, sorry, in his drunken slur. Now, this kept going on for about 20 minutes until an attendant came in and whispered to this guy and his mate, they'll send them out, they don't shut up. After the attendant left, the drunk guy stood up and shouted to everyone, Sorry, everyone. I'll stop talking. <laughs> and with that, he sat down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been in some states in the cinema, but I never do anything like this. With that, he sat down and then started talking to his mate again. Oh my God. <laughs> some people walked out, and within five minutes, the intendant was back in telling the, telling the man he had to leave. He was having none of it. With that, bang, the lights in the cinema came on. The screen goes black, and there's the attendant pointing for the drunk man to leave. Did he? Nope. His mate had now had enough of him, so he oh, walked out. no. But oh the drunk God. guy decided to now go to sleep on the chairs. <laughs> Everyone was telling the cinema attendant to drag him out, but he kept saying, I'm not allowed to touch him, and there's no security here. <laughs> By this point, all this the kids nightmare. in the cinema were taking selfies with the drunk <laughs> and posting them online. It's the born whatever. Born 15, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and posting them online. I think that's brilliant. I'd love to see these photos. <laughs> Next thing, this mountain of a man stands there, walks over to the drunk guy, shouts at him, grabs one of his legs and starts dragging him down the stairs. Another big guy grabs him too and the two guys start carrying him out to cheers and applause from the audience. Once everyone has settled down, they dim the lights to start the movie again, but it decided to rewind the film by half an hour. So by the time it finished, it was gone midnight. <laughs> I love it. He goes, we should have just gone to the show at 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But now you've but got that story. Extreme. Oh my God. I think that's brilliant. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it does sound like the kind of thing you would do. It does, yeah. I, I really like Please keep sending in your like stories yeah. of uh, horrible cinema experiences because <laughs> they make me smile. Have you ever been banned from a pub? Yes. Have you? Mm-hmm. What for? Um, getting into a silly argument with a bouncer. Okay. Like, and I've been banned from two pubs in my time. <laughs> For the exact same reason. And one of them was really recently. Oh, really? God. Because, I'll say it very quickly, but okay. um, it was a, a, a late bar, both times, like bars are up until like yep. three, four, five. Yep. And um, it was 10 to three. And I bought three drinks for me and a friend and another friend. And it was, well, yeah, it was like 10 to three. So uh, I was like, oh, are you guys still serving? They were like, yeah, yeah, we're still serving. Okay, cool. And then, so we got the drinks. By the time that I'd actually got back to them, it was like two minutes to three. And then a bouncer came around as I got back with the drinks going, come on, drink up. And I was like, oh, mate, I've just bought these. Like, I'm not drinking them up. He's like, no, neck it, I'm taking them off you. And I was like, I'm not going to neck a pint at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. And yeah. you don't need me to neck a pint in here at three o'clock in the morning. And he was like, no, you've got to drink up. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And my mates were just like, come on, let's just, just drink. And I was like, no, 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 I've just been served. Like, I asked them, through, so like, there's no way that they can just give us 10 minutes to drink a pint yeah. at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And yeah, it got really heated. And the guy was like, it ended basically ended with me taking my time drinking the pint. Him just standing there, I was like, "You can take it off me, one." And he tried to take it off me a bunch of times, uh, and I and I didn't I didn't let him take it off me. Oh my god! And, uh, you are that guy in the cinema. I'm not in a different in a different environment. I'm not. I'm not. I was in the right. I was, he in was the like, right. you have to drink up. And he's like, "Well, I'm just going to sleep here then." And then Gavin, <laughs> take a little lie down on the seats. And, yeah. So I took my time, drank it, and then uh, he said, "You're not ever coming back in this pub again." So I was like, thank you. Bye. <laughs> it's one of those things that I wonder how people can actually keep track of that stuff. Well, I worked at a bar and we used to take photos of people. Really? Yeah, and it'd be like, do not serve this person. 
and you look at them and they're behind the bar all the time so you look at these pictures right, right, right. constantly so when someone walks in you're like I recognise him why do I recognise him and they're like oh right, that's why because you spat oh. someone okay <laughs> they're like western yeah. wanted posters and you're like you look you, awfully you've familiar been, you've never been banned from I probably band. have I think I might have been once. what? yeah just for get, doing what? Getting like, I, I, I like push-ups. I have friends like you, and I get caught up in a whole bunch of stuff what do you like mean? that. I'm in the right. I'd be one of the guys who's like, just neck the damn pint. No, because there's no point. Rory, where does it stop? Where do you draw the line? What, what do you mean? You've got to stand up for this stuff. What? What? what why would I need to stand they up? They can't for that? serve you a drink and then not give you enough time to drink it. That's my thing. I'm pretty sure I've done. I'm pretty sure this happened to me when I was out in Angel a couple months back. Yeah, and then by the end, like. Me and the bartender were like best, or not the bouncer were like good friends. Yeah, they're like joking the, about. I think that's the difference between me and you, bro. <laughs> like oh, to be okay. honest, like <laughs> people like you, people dislike me. <laughs> like, I think that's what it is. You have a way about you. I do not. There you go. Okay. Uh, last piece of feedback from Lewis Potts, uh, who's a big fan of the podcast uh, and enjoys listeners uh, ramble each week, especially Rory. Mm. Apparently, Aww. you remind him of himself. Oh, that's anyway. Good. So this month he moves into university accommodation and starts his three-year course in media culture and communication. Do you guys have any tips that you've heard or learnt from experience for university? Was it what for university? For How university. to deal with university? I never went to university, so don't ask me. Didn't you? No. There you go. University life. That's him, mate. Alex oh is a bit too street for university. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like to actually survive it, like never be like a cheap ass always get your drink in at the bar like don't be cheap with rounds and stuff like don't like I, I had one guy who everyone hated because he would like we go all go out in a big group and then the next day he'd be like oh yeah you owe me a pint from last night oh. like never be that oh, guy keep track of people who keep track oh yeah never keep but like keep track of it in a way that like you know if there's particular someone who never buys a round yeah. then yeah. don't buy them a drink yeah. Yeah. but yeah. don't keep track of it in the sense of like oh I think you owe me uh, a beer from now on <laughs> like don't don't be that guy everyone yeah. hates that guy that's yeah. awful um, don't do that yeah that's that's pretty much my, my advice for all of life not just university well that, it's very true <laughs> yeah like I've worked places where it's the same thing, but yeah. like where multiple people just like it comes around to like, oh, I've just bought a round. Yeah. And somebody else bought a round. It's yeah. going to go to the toilet. Oh, I've got to go and get some cash out. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Don't do that. That's my nine. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the one time that I really lost my cool in an office meeting when somebody accused me of not buying rounds. Really? <laughs> You've heard about this. I have. I have heard about this <laughs> as well. Um, I, I'm not like a real human, so I don't really have a lot of tips for. <laughs> Like my, my my university life was Every like... Every can counts. That should be yours. That was a bit weird. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> just have... Just recycle. Have a lot of fun. Um, party a lot. Because that's kind of what you're there for. Um, if, you, if you can, get a job at a bar. Oof. That's what my missus did. Yeah. yeah. She get, was, yeah. get a job at a bar because you always make friends. Because people want you to buy them drinks. Yeah. And you don't have to. People who... You're like, you'll have a good team at the bar, hopefully. And you'll make friends with them for life. Yeah, she said that it's yeah. the best job she's ever had. Yeah. She's working at a student union. There you go. When you're planning a party, don't she's make it an open yeah. invitation <laughs> party on Facebook. What? That's my pro tip. If you're planning a party event on Facebook, don't make it open invitation because those get really messy. So Did that ever happen to you? You just did, did, did it? Yeah. We threw a 90s party and it got really wild. Like how mad. wild? People weren't recycling their cans chaos everywhere. not every can counts yeah, exactly I was trying to give bags to everyone in little tattoos and they were having none of it it was mad alright wicked yeah. right uh, that's feedback couple of uh, things to finish up the podcast so right. um, Legends of Gaming uh, sorry 
it is Legends of Gaming. I always get it confused with the League of Legends. Legends of Gamer is taking place uh, this weekend at Alexandra Palace, and uh, we're going to live stream it on IGN. Cool, so you can see it there. But if you want to go along, I believe there are still tickets available. It's at Alexandra Palace. Uh, but if you can't make it, check out IGN. I think it's from 10.30 on Saturday. Yeah, there's awesome. a bunch of good, like, good YouTubers there. who are good at games, yeah. being good at games. Excellent. Uh, and then finally, Podcast 300. Yay. I know that I've been promising that we were going to give details on this specifically for the last God knows how long. I promised them last week as well, so you're making a liar out of me now. Right. Just keeps going on. You wouldn't believe how hard it is to find a venue <laughs> to accommodate as many people as we can. So yeah. we are still trying. We are still aiming for the first or second week in October. Cool. And hopefully we all have details uh, on next week's podcast. If we haven't, then I'm not going to be on it and it'll be down to somebody else to tell the lie. Sweet. I think it's my turn to lie next. Exactly. So I'll, I'll you can't lie. I, I can't don't lie. My nose just gets I don't want to hear lie come out of your mouth ever because it'll destroy my world. <laughs> you just turn to ash. Yeah. <laughs> Be awful. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Should we uh, and, uh, end it with a, a three way high five? <laughs> Let's do it. This I'm going to fist you. This is with our uh, bionic snake hands. Yeah. Right. I think I broke my wrist. Until <laughs> next week. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>